Hey guys, thank you for downloading this episode of the Final Third Podcast. Before we start, I have a quick favor to ask of you guys. Follow us on Twitter at Final Third Show to keep up with all the things that we're talking about, whether it's MLS, UCL, Premier League, or the U.S. Men's National Team, or French National Team, because Jack is a French National Team fan. So go ahead and do that. Link will be down below. Also, before we get started, I just want to give a quick note. We do talk about the recent news about the NWSL. So this is just a fair warning. We do talk about sexual assault, sexual coercion. So if that's something that you don't want to really listen to, completely understandable. This is your fair warning there. All right. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another deep dive episode of the final third. It's in the same place, but not at the same time. We're doing it at on the Friday episode instead of a Thursday episode, because today uh, we have a special guest here in Gianna Belcastro, who is here to t- uh, from the Women's Sports Matter podcast to talk with us about, well, pretty much everything that's gone down with NWSL, not just in the past week, but just over the past decade could you, could we even say honestly <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so uh anyway my my name is jack Seabrasad. i'm i'm one of the co-hosts as usual i'm a fan of chelsea minnesota united uh the french national team and the u.s national team and i'm joined here with aj as well yeah i'm aj i'm the other co-host fan of minnesota united the u.s national teams west ham united and actually since it's pertinent to today's episode the women's uh, soccer team that's popping up in Minnesota that has been releasing a crop of team names. I think mm-hmm. Minnesota Vortex is one that I've liked a lot. Iron Minnesota. People like Minnesota Aurora. It, it just it just doesn't roll off the tongue, you know, <laughs> as much as the other team names. So I, I'm 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 probably going to uh, choose those names as my two names that I like the most. But yes, we do have. Gianna, who has guested on the show before to talk about the future of NW Cell, as we talked about the Richie Burke situation with the Washington Spirit. Well, now they're back and they're here to talk about uh, some more bad news around the league, which is tough because obviously we like to talk about the NW Cell in a positive light. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. So, Gianna, it is a uh, pretty sad circumstances to have you back on the show, but how are you feeling on this? Uh, when we're recording this Thursday evening. Um, there's been so much. Yes. Even like the day that I was recording my own episode with my friend Thomas Costello, um, like two hours before we recorded, there was this statement from the NWSL, like when they were doing their new executive team, which is like a whole other mm-hmm. thing. But I want to quickly like go back to the new women's soccer team in Minnesota. Like I invested in that team. I voted on yeah, team names. Um, like I'm super excited. I kind of forgot what names I voted for, but I think I, one of them was Vortex. Um, and, uh, the myriad I think is a good name too. Good name too. Yeah. Um, but also like, I'm a fan of a lot of soccer teams, like so many, but I'm just going to do my few favorites. Uh, Chelsea, Chicago fire, Chicago red stars. Um, I like inter Milan and, uh, us men's national team. I don't like the men's national team, to be honest. That's okay. Like That's okay. I, I, I'm rocking with uh, Jorginho and uh, Italy, you know, like I'm oh, Italian. Okay. So <laughs> okay, watching yeah, yeah. them win the Euros was like so cool. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's enough about my favorite teams. Yeah. Uh, the NWSL has been going through so much. And honestly, like 
I just feel for the players. I don't know what they're going through. Um, like players and, and staff members, not necessarily like, like the coaches, I'm thinking more about the people that run social media, the people that Absolutely. are a like the training staff. Um, like I'm really thinking of them right now. And what they did last night was super dope. Like stopping during the six minute of the game. Um, like there's so much to be proud of also. And in this time of like, I don't even know what the word is, but you know, such a bad time for the NWSL, but these yeah. players are, are clearly stepping up and they're showing like, we're not going anywhere and we're going to fight for what's right. Um, but again, I'm super proud of what they're doing and um, in the way they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, can I ask like why specifically the sixth minute that they uh, took a moment of silence? Do you know why? I believe it's been six years since what's happened okay. um, to the, to the, um, Oh my God. Why am I forgetting the name? It was one of the main players from that athletic article. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know why I don't remember off the top of my head. Like I feel, <laughs> feel a little foolish. Yeah. Right now. Uh, uh, Sinead, uh, fairly or Mana Shim. Um, I think it was Sinead fairly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's been six years, um, since what's happened. And, um, so they all decided to, pause during that moment. And I think, um, with games coming up this weekend too, all the teams are going to do the same thing and they're going to be wearing like specific shirts about what's going on. And there's right. banners in the stadiums. Um, but you gotta be careful what's on them, of course, uh, mm -hmm. especially what's happened in, in, uh, Portland at the Timbers game yes. the other day, but yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about why these players have to protest, why these players have to uh, stand up for its right. And it's because uh, something not right happening. Injustice, several have occurred in the past decade since the, the league has started. Uh, we spoke a couple months ago about the Richie Burke situation with the Washington Spirits. Obviously, the allegations of abuse came out there. Uh, those were uh, more or less handled, probably less handled than most people would like. More reports have come out saying that uh, under the Washington spirit ownership, a lot of uh, harassment and bad workplace allegations have come out. And that's not great from them. We also have you know, this this last week, big athletic article from Meg Linehan come out talking about the Paul Riley situation with the North Carolina Courage and beyond, talking about the sexual coercion that has occurred under his watch and the several, several cover-ups from a myriad of different organizations like the NWSL, like the teams that he has worked for come out. And we've heard several different accounts from different people, uh, from the players, from the coaches, from the commissioner, Lisa Baird, but Gian, I guess like the first question I want to ask uh, both you and Jack is just what were your what was your initial reaction to reading that article? Because that was that, that was very heavy stuff. And I, I'm going to suppose as someone who you know follows women's soccer even more than us, that must have been just an absolute gut punch after the year that we've had the league has had as well. Like you think with things being so bad, even before this article got out, you think that it would be better somehow like i was hoping that something you know exciting was going to happen for the league but this is just 
it's, it's awful. It's it's so bad. And I the day that it came out, I actually didn't have a chance to read the article. I was retweeting stuff on Twitter um, with like people posting different screenshots of uh, different stuff from the article. It's a really long article. Um, and I actually that day I got a subscription to The Athletic because I, I had one and then I got rid of it and I'm keeping mine now. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the kind of reporting where you you gotta gotta keep that subscription, and I'm fine with paying like a few dollars every month for for this kind of uh, work. But I decided when I got to school, uh, when I was eating my lunch uh, after working, uh, I I after work I go to school, and um, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna read this article, <laughs> and um, I it took me about. 10 minutes to read at least. Um, I, I was horrified. I was shocked there's no good way to describe, um, any, any reaction about this. It was just like, I walked away saying to myself, Oh my God. Um, my, there's a lot of things that, um, I've been uh, been made aware of now, like how awesome of a person that Alex Morgan is. Um, cause mm-hmm. I, I really didn't think that, think that much of her before. Um, but now like, I think maybe just because I'm a fan, you know, I pick and choose the players that I want to root for. I don't think it's like, obviously she's a good uh, soccer player, but I was like, mm, she plays for Orlando. Like yeah. I'm not, I don't like, I'm not a fan of Orlando, but, um, I think way differently of Alex Morgan now, um, the kind of person that she is like going to support her friends and and teammates in this situation and just posting the receipts on Twitter after uh, Lisa Baird was like, Oh, I'm shocked and and whatever, which is complete BS. Right. But, um, and then just, I didn't think highly of Lisa Baird, like even in the episode that we recorded a few months ago, I was, you were calling for her head. Yeah. I was like, Lisa Baird needs to go. And I felt like it was such an unpopular opinion. No one was talking about that. And I was, Every once in a while, I'd tweet something about it. But now it was like, you see, I knew she was yeah, covering stuff up. Right. I knew she was covering stuff up. I, I don't even like I haven't even been a fan of this league for that long. And just I, when she first came, I was like, OK, this is a good thing. Like, she's going to do some stuff. She did nothing. She did absolutely nothing. All she did was cover her tracks. And. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going to say for right now. Yeah. Well, Lisa Baird has stepped down. Uh, well, ousted, oh, fired, however yeah, you want to it's, put it. Yeah, people are going to word it differently depending on who you ask. But honestly, I want to say that she was fired. There, if she resigned, okay. But like the first reports that came out said that she was ousted, which good for them, honestly. But um, I don't, I don't want to say that she resigned because it just doesn't feel good to, yeah, to say, sure. you know. But Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, let's say she was ousted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, from uh, kind of a, a solution standpoint, how do you feel about uh, this movement away from Lisa Baird and this new look from NWSL? Do you think that Lisa Baird stepping out is the right move? Because we know we know what Gianna thinks, obviously. But <laughs> what do you think about that situation? Yeah, I, I think it's the right move. Like Baird has done a lot wrong. I, 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 in fact, I can't think of much that she's done all that right in recent, in, in recent months. Uh, and the thing, the thing is 
Yes, she did a lot wrong, but I also don't think it's entirely down to her wrongdoing. There's a lot of just failures of the organization of the NWSL as a whole, right? Like it's like the covering up part is awful and she definitely deserved to be ousted for that. Uh, But the, the other problem is the league has no like structure for reporting this kind of stuff. Uh, And there was a New York times article uh, on October 1st, where Tanya Antonucci, who was the first commissioner of the women's professional soccer league, uh, the predecessor to the NWSL. Uh, she talked about how the NWSL lacks a really a robust HR department, which is a really important thing given that almost every company, no matter how, how big or small they are, has an HR department. Like they, the league specifically is missing a very big part of, uh, of a structure that could have helped maybe not prevent the behavior, but at least stopped it before it got much worse than than it did uh it did get so i i think that baird going is the right idea to to move forward but i also think that uh there's a lot of questions around the structuring of the league as well yeah well gianna how much do you think of this blame of of, you know like the covering up how much of that falls on the nw cell and how much of that falls on the individual clubs trying to protect the likes of Paul Riley? Like, where does the brunt of your uh, gaze lie? I feel like when we talk about the NWSL, we, we kind of need to split it up a bit. I'm not talking about teams. I'm talking about like the individual people, like the owners and mm-hmm. um, like people that work at, at that level, like managing the league. Um the clubs i've seen some real bs statements from them mm-hmm. recently we'll like, that, yeah. like portland i'm kind of mad about um you know just like i'm gonna go back to, i don't know if i mentioned this um in the last time that we recorded but um Alyssa lahue like we still don't know what happened with her yep. and there's this big like i don't i don't want to say that people are forgetting but we have to constantly remind ourselves like but wait you got to go back in time and think about that thing that happened months ago because it's all connected. You want to know what this all like goes under is the anti-harassment policy that um, has been implemented in this league, which also was um, a request of Alex Morgan's. Um, if people didn't know that, um, but the clubs, honestly, like Paul Riley should have not been hired by what uh, um, North Carolina. Was it, what were they called before then? Like oh, Western, Western New, York. New York flash. flash. Yeah. Yeah. They, they never should have hired him. And you know who should have told um, the people at North Carolina about like Paul Riley and the investigation that we're doing? Freaking merit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how do you not, how do you like let that happen? And also with OL Rain, like hiring Ben City after hearing about what, like he was saying to Haran and, and everything like that, like no. And Christy Holly forging visas to get players. What? Like, how do you how do you think in your right mind, like, oh, you know, this is a really good idea. Like, we should totally get this guy. I'm so tired of seeing um men specifically that have coached other teams in the NWSL which stuff we already knew about before this article was even written and before more stuff came out. 
mm-hmm. being hired again by different teams. That's not like it shouldn't. If, if you did something wrong and people know about it, then you shouldn't be hired. Like it shouldn't be up to an article to get someone fired. Absolutely. So why do you think that this kind of weirdly toxic, almost like boys club uh, mentality, how do you think that's kind of fostered its way in the NWSL? Because I, I'd like to say that this kind of stuff doesn't happen in, let's say, MLS, in like other like men's leagues. But for some reason, this stuff seems more commonplace in the NWSL. Why is that for such a young league? That seems almost surprising. What do you think? I think when teams are looking for coaches, they put their trust in in people that are experienced with other like women's teams. At least I, I don't think they go searching from from men's teams. And so it becomes this um, exclusive club of like past managers that just get recycled with other teams. So like. I think it's kind of stems from that a little bit. Um, but I don't even know, like it, it's really frustrating because it shouldn't be happening, but I think it all comes down to like just men being shitty and, and trying to control women and just trying to like, I don't want to be that person to say that, but I'm going to like, no, it, just, yeah, right. it comes down to, to men <laughs> yeah. being shitty and like trying to control women. And uh, we'll look how that turned out now. Yeah, exactly. I, I think uh, a, a lot of players have mentioned that, the NWSL is a league built by men. Uh, and there, there, there has been a lot of, I would say, ownership of like the, the, the female perspective within high leadership. So when you get that, you get, you know, uh, this viewpoint, this leadership direction that's led through the, like the direction of males. And so you don't, really get the the true diversity that you're looking Mm -hmm. for in a league like this. Yeah. And that's something you need or else, you know, you get this really toxic workplace environment that has been popping up uh, year after year after year to to the point where uh, like, I'm pretty sure Richie Burke did not actually have any uh, prior experience in women's soccer. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure no. I want to say that he, he did stuff with like DC United and like their, their youth programs yeah. and stuff like that. L- l- let's talk about some, some individual teams here. Uh, starting with, with what you mentioned, the Portland Thorns, uh, Mayor Paulson, the owner, a uh, chairman, whatever, he released a statement talking about, you know, the allegations and how, mm-hmm it seemed like they protected Paul Riley or didn't disclose like the allegations. And that has a lot of people mad. Uh, The fans of the thorns and the timbers have wanted Paulson gone. I I guess this is more um, of a, the minority of fans wanted that, but now it's grown. There's protests calling for his head. The players actually asked for uh, the GM Gavin Wilkinson to be ousted. And right now he has, temporarily a step down uh they also want more diversity on the board more transparency accountability and cooperation uh the the team and more specifically paulson have laid out a a pretty clear plan of change like adopting an anonymous reporting system and hiring new external investigators whatever uh but the brunt of the criticism against both paulson and the individual front office 
comes from the fact that they aren't taking most of the blame, that they aren't accepting that that they messed up. And instead of taking accountability and maybe stepping down, they're moving headstrong into this quote unquote new culture where they're hoping to change the actions that have happened before. Jack, when, when we're looking at this, is this the right move? More specifically, is the Portland Thorns, are they doing enough? I, I think you've got to listen to the players and give them what they want on this. You know, the GM should be removed if that if that's what they want. You know, they, they should follow along with that. I think you've got to listen to the players. If if you if you're not if you're not giving the players a chance to have their voices heard. Then it, inevitably they're going to they're, you're never going to repair trust with them. And the thorns have a lot of trust to rebuild after uh, the mishandling of the Riley investigation from the very beginning, from 2015, I, I believe it, it says mm-hmm. in the article, you know, uh, I, I think that they, they need to look a lot closer at the organization. And if the players want something, they have the power, like they could straight up just say, yeah, we don't want to play if the, if this is going to happen. And uh, honestly, if they did that, I'd support it. Because I, I think the players deserve to have their voices heard in this one. Right. Gianna, what do you think? Are the teams as like the ownership and the clubs themselves, do you think that they're currently doing enough to address this situation? Well, I just opened um, Merritt's uh, letter up um, here. And I just want to point out that he said that... Um, with the investigation that went on about Paul Riley, um, they said that they terminated him. That is incorrect, as we all know, or mm-hmm. as I'm telling people now. <laughs> um, he just wasn't, his contract wasn't renewed. He wasn't terminated. Um, so it's kind of like things like that where you got to be held accountable. Um, and it's also like with Richie Burke, he was, uh, he, they said he was sick. And then he was going to be put in the front office. Exactly. Like no transparency, no accountability. And that whole article from the Washington Post came out about Kaya McCullough and like what happened with her. Um, So there's just like this pattern um, with, oh, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Like it's just he's sick or, you know, like we we fired him. No, his contract wasn't renewed. So it's like. I'm so tired of wording being wrong when everyone else knows, like, that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Like these teams, the people in charge, the people that are penning these open letters, they need to be held accountable. They need to write down the right stuff. Cause how are we supposed to trust them that they're going to do anything when they keep lying to us? Like, I am so tired of seeing all this stuff. Now I'm glad I'm a Chicago fan where nothing like has happened. Yet. That we know of so far. Yeah. That we know of so far yet. Um, they just brought in a bunch of great people too for ownership. But, you know, I, I'm just sitting back and I'm like, how can these people still attend games and, and still be fans and do all this when we're just being lied to? We're just being lied to it. And I'm glad that the players are finally like taking a stand um, and and saying like, look, if you don't fix this, 
we're going to take some action. And it's just been really great so far from them. Yeah. I mean, they have taken a life of their own, like this movement has, and it's been really encouraging to see them call out their own owners. Like that is something that we don't really see. Yeah. The uh, Washington spirit peoples and the, that was a that was a good thing that they put out the other day. Like I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, okay. Like yeah, it was pretty spicy. You. Not gonna lie. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, and what we're referring to is the players wrote an open letter uh to the Washington Spirit uh ownership to Steve, telling him straight to, to sell the team to uh the co-owner Michelle, uh, Michelle Kang. That that was a a big ball move, if I'm being honest. Like that that is something that you just don't see in professional sports. And Gianna, in your mind, is that what a lot of clubs need to do for their owners, like Mayor Paulson, for uh, Steve to sell the team and to uh, like what NWSL front office might be doing is cleaning house and starting from theoretical scratch. Do you want to see that? Yeah, like I said in my episode, um, we need to clean the house. Like, there's clear everyone out, um, get new people in here that actually care. Like, I want to see some former like NWSL players, um, former US Women's National Team players come in and just like run the place because they played in the league, they know what it's like, or they're very familiar with it. I don't want any more outsiders Um, because it's just not. If you don't know what's happening, you can't just insert yourself in there and think like, oh, I'm going to do such a great job. No, just look at Lisa Baird. But Merritt needs to sell the team. Steve needs to sell the team. Um, we got some we need to get rid of some front office people. Um, like just because you release a statement doesn't mean that, you know, you're OK. Like the OL Rain GM, like, right. You should have never hired. um Ben CD, the Orlando Pride GM actually put out a great statement. Uh, I really don't remember much. It was from a while ago. Um, I think during the middle of the week, but I liked his wording of, of like what he said in that. Um, I don't know why Christy Holly was hired for Louisville. Like that needs to get checked out. I don't know mm-hmm. who was involved in that. Like maybe the GM or uh, just like Louisville in general needs to be checked on to see what they're doing type thing, but definitely Steve and definitely Merritt need to get out. The only thing is, um, so Portland plays at Providence park. Providence park is such a great place. You know, that yes, the crowd there is. is awesome. Um, I'm just worried. Like, let's say he does sell the team. He's not going to sell the timbers. So what, what's going to happen with them? Where are they going to go? That's the only thing I'm thinking of in terms of that, because he owns both teams. But um, besides the point, I think they both need to go. All right. Uh, I, I think the, the hope for most fans is if uh, Mayor Paulson sells the, the thorns, the timbers are also part of that package, which would be uh, quite the valuation. I, I don't know if there's going to be any movement there, but um, a lot of people, I, I guess myself included, would like to see that. Jack, would you also include yourself in that? I know, I I know it's tough to really say what you think a club should do when you're not really familiar with the inner workings of the supporters groups and all the fans of that club. But from what you've seen, would you like to see some of these owners leave their position? Yeah, I I think so. It's it. The situation is almost is actually very reminiscent of um. I think it's Delroy Hansen 
and uh yep with uh, uh, rsl and yep, utah royals exactly yeah and you know i i think that you know him getting out is the right move was the right move then the these owners need to get out as well they they've they've done enough poor work they've 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 hurt enough people honestly i i think that it's time and especially if the players are breaking like a, a norm like uh you know when the super league was coming out it was a rare statement when like players would even say anything against their ownership right like and and the same goes for like anything in sports this this is a huge break in precedent and if the players are going out of their way to break that precedent and say we want you gone then they should get out of there because otherwise i mean it's not just like i mean i i'd like to think that if they if they did it like if they sold it it would be from a purely like moralistic standpoint like it's the right thing to do but we we know that they're probably going to do it if they think it's going to be profitable right because that's how it works so i i think if they don't get out or they they stand their ground you know the players should you know they could they could ruin the valuation pretty quickly by just not playing so uh you know i i think that uh they should get out otherwise they could face some consequences to that yeah and that is the hope that you know these protests do continue until some of these people are held accountable like i said before thorns and timbers fans holding protests some have gone even so far to start boycotting the team which is um you know voting for a while i guess sometimes works sometimes doesn't but just to have that central message between all the supporters groups is pretty encouraging to see uh but i i think i'd like to talk about kind of what the overlying organizations are talking about and what they're talking about doing in order to fix uh all these terrible situations. We talked a little about the clubs, but talking about U.S. Soccer Federation hiring Sally Yates to lead their independent investigation, who was the former attorney general for President Obama, who famously, Jack, you're nodding your head, I'm sure you know all about this, famously stood in the way of Trump's Muslim ban back in 2017. Uh, the NWSL, I thought, ha- has done some interesting stuff uh, they named Amanda Duffy, former president of the NWCL, uh, the KC co-owner Angie Long, and OL Reigns NWCL board representative Sophie Savage as temporary leaders of the front office. In addition to that, they've also hired law firm Covington and Burling to oversee that investigation, led by Amanda Kramer, who reportedly was the attorney who famously did not investigate Jeffrey Epstein. Do I have that right? Anyone? Yeah, know? that's correct. Yeah. I like, I, I talked about this in my show too, but I was, that came out. I saw that um, when I was recording it, it was like a newer comment on her thing. Cause I was looking at it again and I was like, Hey Thomas, like, <laughs> did you know that this yeah. person um, did this? And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, this, it was a thing that happened. Yeah, that is a what yeah. moment, I'll be honest. So Gianna, what do you think about U.S. Soccer Federation's response, what they're doing with the investigation and NWSL's response and investigation? I love what U.S. Soccer is doing. I do not like what the NWSL is doing. Let me just keep it purely simple because I don't know if people that are listening to this know anything at all about NWSL, but, um, we don't like Amanda Duffy (laughs) and, um, 
just like the people in this like short list they're all white now i'm saying this as a white person but you know like there is zero <laughs> diversity and um that is such a problem you want to know who started all of this like um with the whole richie burke thing kaya mccullough is she getting any credit about any of this no there was no. that one washington spirit uh one article about the washington spirit from the washington post um the two players and alex morgan were on the today show now she she tweeted about like saying that she declined some stuff because she's like trying to work on herself and and, and mental yeah. health but good for her yeah yeah where are the black women where where's like literally everyone else you know like one thing that i like so much about the nwsl is that they have the black women's collective um player coalition Mm -hmm. uh which they're they're launching a website um next week i think which i'm excited to see what what that's about um but there's only white people on here and this just the stuff that's been happening it's like how can you not have a diverse executive committee um because this is just not a league full of white people you know so it's just i'm really upset with that but amanda duffy so she was the president of the nwsl beforehand and then she wanted to be commissioner but she didn't have enough uh you know support to become commissioner and so lisa baird became commissioner but here's something interesting that i i wanted to pull up the tweet so Paul Riley was hired by North Carolina Courage under Amanda Duffy. Christy Holly was Sky Blues manager under Amanda Duffy. And Richie Burke was hired under Amanda Duffy. And now she's going to manage oversight of the league's front offices operations. So how does that, how does that help? You know? Um, and then the thing with, what, what is she, the attorney? Yeah. Uh, attorney Amanda Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. No, like that is such a, terrible idea like how how do you not do your research this that's another thing like this league is so bad with trying to trying to um make a difference and trying to change stuff first of all they're still using safe sport which we've heard from ali raisman is such a terrible idea like i don't know if you guys watch the um the hearing, the Senate hearing mm-hmm, for right. the gymnast. I made a video, uh, I made a podcast episode about it. I watched the whole like two hours of them going through it oh, and wow. just hearing about safe sport and hearing about USA gymnastics. Um, no, like the, the league should not be using safe sport. And if, and because of this, the NWSL players association um, has their own thing that they started where they, they have an anonymous hotline that they set up themselves because the league you know, doesn't want to have one. Um, but this stuff isn't okay, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And it it needs to be changed somehow. This is ridiculous. And um, this is like such an NWSL thing to do, yeah. is just hire bad people and make poor decisions. And it goes back to um, the, what was it called? Like the Rise campaign that they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just poor decisions overall, honestly. Yeah. And... I, you mentioned it before. I also agree that Sally Yates is a very good hire for the USSF. I think that's going to yield some good results. Hopefully, like you, I'm not very confident in 
hiring uh, Amanda Kramer and Covington and Burling of all firms and people to handle that. That is the the bar was very low, but this is somehow, you know, lowered my expectations even more for this league. So that's pretty unfortunate. They somehow limboed under a bar that was on the floor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They they dug themselves a a further hole uh, metaphorically and almost literally speaking. Uh, So let's talk about how they can fill that hole back up and talk about some, you know, general things that NW sell the clubs, USSF even, because, you know, let's be honest, USSF does have a pretty big hand, pretty big role in this situation. Uh, how, what these three organizations can do to help mend the wounds, help get this league back on track if it was ever on track to begin with. Jack, do you have any solutions on where the NWSL could go in the future? I do. I, I did a lot of looking into this and how we could start to fix it. And First of all, what, what I think one of the biggest issues is, is uh, Gianna, you were talking about this earlier. Uh, they made a league for women, uh, but it was made by men. And if you're going to make a league for women made by men, it's inevitably going to disadvantage. And in this case, often harm women because it's not going to actually, you know, have the right structures to address uh, several issues in it. And it's it's going to be done to benefit the power of the people at the top rather than the actual people playing and our men. Ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's the big issue with it. And, you know, a, a league that is for women shouldn't do such a poor job of protecting the players who play in it. Uh, it it's almost like they're viewing the players as uh, pawns for entertainment that they can extract profit from and not people. It's a, it's a broader trend we've kind of seen in, soccer and sport for a while uh, this idea uh th- this more uh, idea of treating players is like almost entertainment ponds but there, there's with everything that's gone wrong with the nw so it's clear that it isn't just individuals that are causing the problem it's it's a virus that affects the very structure of it you know i talked about how they don't have an hr department or a very uh or a very robust hr department uh like they there's hundreds of players staff in front of and uh, trainers, coaches, all, all of that. It, the fact that this doesn't have a robust HR department is inexcusable. Uh, that structure is facilitating a toxic environment where claims go unreported and something needs to change. So what needs to change? First of all, create a comprehensive HR department. This should have been there from the beginning. Like actually have something that literally every other company in the world has and actually make uh, you know, easy access to reporting and resources for player make uh, make an anonymous uh, tip line for for incidents like this that happen. So, uh, you know, you can root out those kinds of things that do happen. So we don't get more situations like Paul Riley. Uh, and then uh, another thing that I think is huge, reframe the goals of the league. You kind of have to start from the ground up in some places on this, like focus on the players. You need to. Like you, you need to address the fact that this was not made with the players well-being in mind to begin with the league as a whole and start by fixing that foster a positive environment that's committed to growing women's soccer in the U S in a positive manner. Uh, the other, there's two other things, uh, they're kind of fall under the same basket, but work to regain the trust of the players, the league over the past year, two years, However many years they they've destroyed the trust of players. 
uh, and the new commissioner, whoever that might be, will have to put in a significant amount of work to rebuild the trust of players. Uh, you know, a recent statement from the NWSL executive committee seems to indicate that they're committed to doing that. We'll see if they actually follow through on that because in the past hasn't really uh, like materialized to anything. So hopefully they actually take real action. Uh, another, and, you know, that includes like diversifying the board, right? Like the, the board itself should be a reflection of the players in that league. It, that, that, that's what it should be like. And finally, and I think this is pretty important. Give the players a say. Listen to their experiences, what they think would be best for the league. Listen, not just and by players. I don't just mean players now. I mean, former players uh, like, you know, get them in positions of power because they have been in the league. They know what it's like. Get the, uh, get them in there and actually work to implement those suggestions. Work with the experts who have been involved in the league uh, on the field. The league needs to listen to the players. And if they don't, they're going to reproduce the same errors. Like. Uh, in uh, the Washington spirit in uh, a game, I think it was against the Houston dash yesterday. I, I could be, I could be wrong about that, but either way, Tori Huster of the Washington spirit said after the match, uh, the players are trying to take this league back and push it in the right direction. I think the league should play into that and just give the players more decision-making power that may come like in this collective bargaining agreement that they're working on right now, right. You know, that could, that could come into play. But if it's not, it better be in there now. They better be working to add that kind of stuff in there now. Because the most important thing, I think, is making sure that these players' voices aren't ignored. And that, that also goes with, uh, like, that works on rebuilding the trust of players. It works on reframing how the league works. Uh, so I, I guess it's really two major things in listening to the players and actually creating a comprehensive reporting structure. But I, I think those are two very important steps that we can take towards addressing all of the problems that have existed with NWSL. Yeah, those are some pretty good solutions, Jack. Uh, pretty comprehensive. So good job to you. Uh, Gianna, uh, do you agree? What do you think that uh, the league or specific clubs should do to help move us forward into a, a better future? Um, I think it all starts with the players, honestly. Um, unfortunately, as seen by like, you know, the articles and, you know, right. the protesting on the field, like what happened yesterday. Um, you got to hire people that have this kind of experience. If you don't, well, we're going to have a repeat of this year. Um, I, I honestly, I wish I could come up with like such a great list. But there's no, there's no, I have no idea. Um, I am not well versed enough in the soccer world to know like all these different great coaches, um, great women soccer coaches and great women soccer executives. You know, if we could get Emma Hayes in the United States, I'd be like, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's for sure. Go, but that's not going to happen because um, she needs to stay at Chelsea. Okay. Like, I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm biased, but, um, you know, there's nothing we're just going to have to wait and see is all I'm going to say, because the NWSL can pull like another, Oh, that's such an NWSL thing, but I want to have some confidence, but the players I think should vote 
on who the commissioner is. Like they, the executive committee should come up with the list. Then there should be some voting um, with the front offices, um, all of them not having any say. Just leave it wow. up to the players. Um, sure. But I want to talk about a league that that is doing really well um, that doesn't have any of this BS, which is Athletes Unlimited, which was started by players and is for players. Um, if there can be, honestly, they should just ask Athletes Unlimited players like how they should take over this league, honestly, because it's, it's a player-run league. They have former athletes on this executive committee. Um, and it's just such a for the players, by the players thing which is hopefully something that the NWSL can do going in the future, but players first, everyone else second. Yeah, I completely agree. Like in any case, not just talking about the NWSL, but in other instances like this across different industries, you could look at uh, MLS and and other uh, sports leagues as well. It's always better just to have more power to the workers to have, you know, their say. And I, I think that, I agree with the both of you uh, that that is pretty important. I also uh, we t- spoke on about this earlier, but I would also like to see uh, the clubs change by having different ownership, by having different front office people, uh, having those people experience in the NWSL, either people who have been in the league since an inception or even better, having former players uh, come in and take those front office and ownership roles. Will that happen? Maybe. Would that be the right thing to do? I think yes. Uh, so thank you for guys sharing those solutions. That's a more comprehensive than I could have ever really thought. But yeah, power to the workers, power to the woman. John, before we let you go, I want to ask you and Jack a, a very, I would say open-ended question so you can take whatever way you want. But how... Does this news that come out affect the way that people perceive the league, whether it's uh, fans and or players, I should say, too, like potential players moving to the NWL? How does that affect how they view the league and how does it really affect the growth of the league? Because we have, you know, uh, a new women's soccer league coming into the fray with the USL Super League. W League, how how do you think this bodes for the future of NWSL? Um, so with Angel City and San Diego being a thing, it kind of makes me worried about you know we're supposed to get all these great international talent coming in Angel City and possibly San Diego, and, and I'm sitting here like, as much as I want to see like a Jenny Hermoso like coming to play for Angel City, like these players already get treated well, depending on the club team that these are, these people are playing for. Like if it's a Liverpool versus like FC Barcelona, like who really takes care of their teams the most, you know, Um, definitely not Liverpool, but anyway, um, she, for example, I don't know like what she's thinking right now. I know she's good friends with Chris and press, but like if I were these players, um, that are thinking about coming from overseas to here, I would seriously consider like, which is the better working environment? Mm-hmm. Is it the Absolutely. United States or is it the club I've been playing at since, you know, I was in their academy. Um, so that's like one thing I've been thinking about. 
but also it's the college athletes that are going to be coming into this Mm -hmm. league. Like there's a 16 year old playing at Portland right now. I don't know if people know about this, but there's a 16 year old playing. Um, How are they going to protect these young, young people? It it all starts with hiring good people, um, which could be a hard way to define depending on the person that you're talking to. Yeah. Um, But I, I'm kind of scared for the future, especially like if in Angel City, you know, that's supposed to be this great club, getting all these international players, like the list of players that I've seen, we're talking about like Lucy Bronze, um, Hermoso, like all these different great international talents. But I I don't know. I really want to see these people play, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, in the course. United States without having to go to like London or something. But this league's got to figure it out and it all starts with the players. Um, I'm just, I'm just worried about the the younger people that are coming in, like people that are our age that are thinking about playing professional soccer. Um, And they're going to think about going to those other women's leagues or going overseas. Um, I just, I I really worry about the the younger people that are coming in the most rather than, you know, the the top tier international people that can just stay where they're at. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, that's it. That was actually, uh, my intention to talk about when I asked that question, because, you know, when you have the option between playing for, let's say Barcelona, if you're good enough, or, uh, some of the other, uh, teams in Europe versus having, you know, a gamble in a league that has historical, uh, sexism within its walls, like, yeah, it becomes an easier choice every time a new news article comes out. Like, and that is very, very tough to see and, and kind of spells, uh, I wouldn't say doom, but spells some bad news for NWSL going forward. Especially yeah. Angel City, because it is an LA team yeah. and people have such high expectations for this team already. Um, yeah. But yeah. If, if, something, if something bad happens within Angel City and their ownership, I'd be really surprised. Yeah. I, I, I mean, looking at that list, I'd be surprised too, but yeah, if that proves to be true, then I, I, I can't really see how this league bounces back in a meaningful way with so many parts of it being rotten. I'm, I hope and pray. And I really don't think that's going to happen, but you like this, you said this league needs to figure its stuff out. Uh, Jack, mm-hmm. do you think about the future of NW cell and how, all of this plays into it. Yeah. Well, um, as, as we were doing that, I, I, I reached for my bookshelf and I, I picked out this book because I I've read it a lot. Uh, it's called under the lights and in the dark by Gwendolyn Oxnum. Fantastic book. It's all about uh, women's soccer. And it, it talks a lot about, you know, the folding of the WPSL, the women's professional soccer league back in 2011 and how it affected uh, the United States as an option for players to go play in. Right. Like the, the U.S. used to be at the forefront of women's soccer, uh, not just at the international level, but at the club level. Like they were recognized as one of the better leagues to play in. They had higher salaries compared to the rest of the world and they had a higher level of play. All, all of that. Now, you know, after uh, like the NWSL has messed up way too many times for for that to be the same case. Plus. The situation has deteriorated so that 
it's it, the the rate of pay hasn't increased at the same rate at these at these other clubs that it's been increasing right so uh and the prestige hasn't increased much either especially with all of this uh with all of this other garbage that has been going on in the league so i i don't think it bodes well for the nwsl in general because you're going to be missing out on a lot of talent that would be coming to to the league like you know big name players like for example like marta right they're they're not going to want to come to to the nwsl if there if there's a possibility or like you know if if sam kerr for some reason was was like given the chance to come back would she right like that that that's the that's the thing like there there's fantastic players out there with ties to the nwsl where even though like even though uh, the U.S. should be towards the top of like the of women's soccer based off of its history, the uh, the investment is put in over the years relative to other countries. It, it's not going to be it. it all, any any positive work that could have been done to uh, keep the keep the U.S. like at the top of that race is instantly negated by the NWSL's mishandling of of crisis after crisis, and. Uh, like I said, I honestly think like, you know, don't like shut down the league entirely, but you've got to reframe like uh, the goals of the league. You you have to start uh, and actually make it player focused. And Gianna, I really liked your idea about uh, having the players vote on the commissioner. No, no front office uh, like uh, like handling of that. Have the players figure out who it is, because I think that's that's exactly what you need to do to start rebuilding trust and make sure the nwsl doesn't uh become like uh like instead of becoming like a major selling point for coming to the u.s for it becoming the number one reason to never set foot in the u.s for soccer yeah oh man that's uh tough to hear but you know very true uh we mentioned the commissioner gianna last question for you i know i think you have a particular name that you'd like to see be commissioner i thought i saw it in your uh your twitter header uh who 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 is that who would you like to see be the next commissioner of nwsl um well before i talk about that i just want to say like bringing up sam kerr <laughs> <laughs> like how could you do that to me i know i'm sorry i'm sorry like <laughs> the fact that she left is is such like a whole other thing but i would just like to say that she's dating um houston dash star christy mewis so if anything like I'm kind of expecting her to come back just because, but if she plays yeah. for Houston of all teams, Ugh. I will be offended <laughs> because she is my favorite soccer player. Number one. And she f- played for my favorite women's soccer team. And if she goes to the dash, they, they already have Rachel Daly. Like, but I'm just saying, it's kind of like a thing that I've seen on Twitter. Like, Oh, she might come back. Like it's the last year of her Chelsea contract, you know, like something might happen. And I'm kind of sitting here, like come back to Chicago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do have a pick and I really don't want to like mispronounce her name. Cause I, I'm one of those people where it's like, I've had people mispronounce my name or like spell my name wrong. So ever since mm. that happened, like, I just want to look up her name real quick so I don't. Okay, I'm kind of scared. Hey, <laughs> I don't want to say it. it wrong. I want to say it's Yael um, Averbuck West, which is the current GM 
of Gotham FC. And I'm such a fan of her. And I'm glad that they brought her in to replace LeHue. Um, she's done so much already. Like, even like Scott Parkinson is there now, which is um one of my favorite coaches in, in the entire league. Um her being there, Scott Parkinson being there, like the other assistant coaches that they have there. What a great job. But I think she'd be perfect for that role, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done so much already in a short period of time. Now I'd hate to be that person and be like, okay, Gotham, say goodbye to your GM. Um, but she would do so well. I don't know if that's like a unpopular take, but I think she'd do a really good job. And I hope right. she's in the consideration for it, even though she just started with Gotham. She's literally the perfect fit. And I, I don't know like who else would be um, someone to be considered for that. I'm not re- really sure. I don't know that much about like front office peoples within the entire league, or maybe bring in a former U S women's national team player. Um, mm-hmm. But that's it for me. <laughs> well, Gianna, do you have any closing notes for, uh, this NWSL talk, any place we can find you, anything else you'd like to say to uh, the audience? Um, well, if you have a NWSL team in your state or like next door to your state or just like, first of all, get a Paramount Plus subscription. Um, you can watch the NWSL, you can watch Serie A, you can watch Champions League, Europa League, like Nations League stuff is on there. Um, it's so important to, to find different ways to support this league. And one of those ways is getting Paramount plus also another way is donating to the NWSL players association, buying their, um, hashtag no side hustles t-shirt, which I recently purchased myself. Cause it's such a cool shirt. Yeah. Um, it's available on breaking tea, which is a great website to find, um, a lot of great, uh, shirts. I also got a, women's sports on tv shirt and uh justin fields shirt because uh go bears okay (laughs) (laughs) but um also like going to games uh participating in these boycotts um you're not hurting the players by doing this you're hurting the the um you're hurting the teams it's a way to separate you got to find a way to separate and i think that's a great way um so it's like oh these teams are losing money Oh, what are we going to do about this? I guess I had to like resign or sell the team or whatever. So it's, it's a way of pushing people to do, um, to make change, mm-hmm. um, buying merch, uh, from NWSL PA. Um, yeah, I guess I have a podcast. I guess, I guess I should plug that <laughs> too, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, so I'm the host of the women's sports Matter podcast. I talk about a bunch of different women's leagues across the world, but mostly in the U S uh, I'm trying my best to cover as much as possible. Um, I talk about the WNBA, NWSL, Athletes Unlimited, softball. I'm trying to get into volleyball and lacrosse. And uh, the PHF, which is formerly the NWHL. I also like the uh, FA out in England um, because I love Chelsea so much. (laughs) Um, Go Chelsea women's team, even though they just drew in the Champions League, which was such a good game. It was, yeah. By the way. Um, Also, you can stream the women's champions league for free on youtube on what is it like uh, it's d-a-z-n i don't know how to pronounce that but um for my podcast you can follow me on social media the twitter handle and facebook handle is the same it's at wsm podcast it's women's sports matter but wsm 
And on Instagram, you can follow me at Women's Sports Matter. I just reached 200 followers on Instagram a few days ago. So it's like yeah. another like cool little milestone. Um, and also, if you if anyone listening in Illinois, um, I will be doing a live recording of one of my podcast episodes at the Rosemont Convention Center at Wizard World Chicago on October 16th from 11 to 1145 a.m. Um, so if anyone's in Illinois that's interested in, in seeing that, uh, please come out and support me really nervous but uh yeah i'm super excited to go it's my first press pass and um i think that's all i got uh go red stars go chelsea um yeah go go chicago sky perhaps yeah oh okay i just want to talk about this real quickly now that you mentioned it well this is a soccer show i didn't want to like talk about basketball oh yeah for sure um so I am super pumped that the Chicago Sky are going back to the finals for the first time since 2014. And I'm so excited. I get to go to one of the games. I got to oh, think wow. though, whether game three, game four, depending on like if the series is two nothing or if it's a tie series, because uh, game three and four will be at Winchester Arena in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago or Illinois, close enough, you know, like please come out. Like it's such a good time. I've been to a few games myself and I, I'm, I'm really excited to say the least, but um, I went to the same high school that Ellie Quigley went to. So that's how I became of oh, the WNBA because nice. she's such a legend. The first <laughs> high school that I went to. And then uh, Candace Parker's from Naperville. I'm in Naperville. So legend. I got to yeah. cheer on for my local legends. I'm going to bring a sign. Um, so if you turn into uh, tune into ESPN two, you might see me on TV. <laughs> Who knows? Whoa. But uh, I'm, I'm going to bring a sign and be like talking about these local legends. But yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. That, that was a lot, but we do have uh, an actual good amount of Chicago listeners. So everyone go, go out to Gian- Gianna's uh, live recording, go check out Chicago sky, all the Chicago uh, soccer teams as well. Gianna, thank you so much for joining us again. Hopefully next time we could have you on for more happier women's soccer news. Hopefully the, yeah. the NWSL. Yeah, expansion draft, NWL playoffs. I'd be down for that. that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but of course, it's always great to hear your perspective about the controversies and the good times of NWSL. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys reaching out again. I, this is so cool. Thank you. Thank you again to Gianna for coming on the show to talk about the NWSL, what's gone wrong, how we can fix it. Uh, it's always great to have them on here. Hopefully they'll be on here in some better circumstances surrounding the NWSL next time. Uh, but yeah, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at final third show uh, and, you know, participate in our prediction games, interact with us on a ton of other news. Uh, watch me go absolutely crazy uh, uh, tweeting from uh, from a pub in Minneapolis so I, as France win the Nations League. Ah. Uh, hopefully. But uh, yeah, get, uh, check it. Check us out on Twitter for all of that good content. Yeah. And uh, also follow, follow uh, us on there to hear me talk about the US men's national team when we get zero points out of this window. No, I'm just no don't oh, curse oh, it like that. <laughs> that's, it, it, reverse jinx, reverse jinx. Uh, no, but also jinx. follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Uh, also, leave us a rating. Uh, beginnings, we've been getting some ratings there, five-star ratings, and that's always nice to see. 
Uh, and yeah, tell your friend about the show. Tell your dad about the show. I'm sure he would love to hear about the current uh, goings ons with the NWSL. We'll see you uh, next Monday for uh, one of the most news jam packed episodes we'll probably have. Uh, so much stuff has been going on. And we'll see you guys same time, same place for another very special deep dive episode next Thursday. I guess it's not same time, same place though. All right. See ya. Bye for now.